what do you think he cares about what you paid 500 bucks to sit on the court uh-huh. and yell at that dude taking the free throw you think he cares about you right. he's laughing to the bank yeah he, yeah, got, he got like nine grand just to shoot <laughs> that free throw yeah so he messages me i'm sitting here i get a message from him from the other room saying that was a bacon biscuit ball <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Well, hey everybody, this is BJ. And I'm Zach. And this is uh, another episode of The Unnamed Podcast. <laughs> I love that. I love so I think we're just going to keep rolling with that. Uh, so um, we're, we're starting to get into this uh, routine, this rhythm. I'm sorry we're recording a little bit earlier, but this, these, we're recording these on Fridays. I'll try to get them published in you know, three four days. Um, but uh, we've got a, a, a football games, and, and while we're trying to live stream football games, it's just challenging. I got to break down half of the equipment in this room and take it to another place, and it's just it's just it's just a, it's a long afternoon. But right so you, I appreciate it. Are you guys going to do big, uh, basketball games? Too? The, the the answer is uh, yes. Uh, have we worked out those details? No. Gotcha. Uh, to live stream, I mean, right now we're recording with a, what's called a Nevo camera. It's uh, this is an iPad and it's going through. See if I can do some what is it called Inception. Um, I love doing yeah, pictures uh, of people pictures. Yeah, so you could we could see we could see it right there, but uh, and, and it's recording through a, a PC in another room. Um, but to to live stream off site requires us to be plugged in to their Ethernet, and that requires. With schools, you got to bypass Facebook and firewalls and stuff. Right. So um, right. you were just talking to Chris. He's one of the guys helps us figure that stuff out. Um, yeah, that's high level stuff. I don't know. I know enough to be dangerous. Right. Like it, it's going to be awesome, or everything's going to blow up. I mean, you, you just don't know which spot it's going to be in. You know how to make sure that you're live, but not that you're doing well online. That's <laughs> right. me. I can get it. Well, almost. <laughs> I set it up too, and then I'm then I get a text from you like, "Hey, you got that." Over yeah, your face. yeah he, he had he was doing a live stream and and you know, cool lower third with his name and our email and top upper left was the live but over his head was this image yeah. <laughs> and I was like hey I can't see you yeah I was super lazy I had it I had it uh, so I was like live streaming the build and so that's where the graphics were set up and then I just was like well I'm gonna unpack this build so I'll just drag it over here and whatever it's a change or whatever mm-hmm. so I drug it over and then repost the link so it was kind of like a way for me to repost the links and get the get the content out there again mm-hmm. and um, so yeah <laughs> yeah I, I got completely done doing the 30 minutes or so of, of work recording and yeah I, Pull out my phone and it was a text review saying, Hey, Bonehead, like, can't see it. So I switched it over and was like, Cool. And then I had to move the camera back anyway. <laughs> and we, at our live stream at our football game last week, we had at its peak, uh, because I, I thought it was 773, but, but I went back and looked at the uh, stats. It was 783 people watching a high school football game in rural Eastern North Carolina. I mean, you could imagine taking this equipment and our skill set and going to Texas or Georgia, right? But this is rural eastern North Carolina. It was eight-man football, right? I mean, that's crazy. Most people don't even don't even know eight-man football. I didn't know that was a thing, right? Yeah. And and you're from Ohio, mm-hmm. and uh, but we had 783 people at one point watching us uh, live stream this game, and we had a couple of announcers, and we do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks good. But uh, but I set I set that up with uh, Brandon Potter's our business partner. And a couple of the guys, that the 2019-year-old uh, that helped do the, the, the broadcast itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was without my tech engineer. So when, when stuff started, like, hitting the fan, I was just like, 
Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but oh well. That's more fun though. Um, so you, let's talk with straight. You you have been testing this idea of taking we alluded to a while ago, taking a camera and actually just live streaming your 3D printing process. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do that, and what have you seen from it? Well, I haven't seen anything super fancy from it yet. Um, the reason I do it really is I'm, it's selfish. It's so that when I wake up at 2 in the morning, I can check that my printer is still printing and everything is good because usually there's stuff that's in that that's very important and it's got to be done on a specific time frame. Um, so for me, that's the selfish reasons. I also, so I was doing this, I've done this before with like a closed kind of like a for like a home security camera mm-hmm. and so I was kind of like researching which camera do I want to use which one and then I saw these Mevos here mm-hmm. and I was like man that's really cool when it can right. kind of double so anyway I kind of backdoored into like well I may as well just live stream this because every time like when I'm out at dinner and I pull up my bill to make sure it's going right every person that sees it is like that's really cool is that the thing actually going and mm-hmm. I got to realize and remind myself that just because I do it every day and it's to me it's normal and it's to me, unpacking a build of parts is the most boring. Like I'm ready to get it done, mm-hmm. and but to a lot of people, that's that's very cool stuff. It's very exciting. It's fun to watch. Um, it's kind of cool to see what you can what you can pull out of the prints and stuff. But the the reaction that we've had from it's been really cool. It's been we didn't have a Facebook page and we didn't really use our YouTube and we just use them to pretty much just stream live of our builds running mm-hmm. and it's helping us build up some traction with those accounts because you know someone will watch it and catch it and then they're like hey this is really cool and it's how many subscribers are you on, on YouTube now oh I don't even know it's probably like 25 right now I think we're, we're at news news we're, we're at like 39 38 39 it's but, so but, hard but, to get started on well that. yeah I mean it, it's it's kind of like snapchat it's it's not it's not easy to invite people to like your page I mean you you they've got to take some ownership in that process mm-hmm. um, but the thing is I, I haven't been we have spent so much of our time building up our Facebook platform as a as a business as a model that only um, in the past six months that we really start diving in. We would always tweet out stuff, but I started telling our team, our guys at sports games and stuff, hey, use our news news channel to, to do some other things like videos and stuff. So that increased the numbers and engagement well. Yep. And um, YouTube is something I've started doing a little bit more over the last two or three months, just adding some content. And then uh, LinkedIn is something I've only been doing over the past maybe 10 days, maybe two weeks. And so we, we spent a lot of time on uh, on Facebook, and we about a year ago we started diving into Instagram a little bit more. So it's been mm-hmm. kind of like once I feel like I've got this from where I'm going, then I kind of take some efforts to go here to the point that now most of what we're doing is kind of second nature, right? And that's the way I want our systems to be. It takes some time up front, but you do it, you repeat that process enough, it becomes second nature, mm-hmm. like like brushing your teeth. Right. Yeah, you're, you're building it early on to scale, like knowing, it's, again, with intent, it's you're you're setting things up from the beginning so that it scales fine. And mm-hmm. you know that, yeah, a lot of the stuff that you're doing up front, you don't have to do on the first 25 days of posting on a, on a platform. But if you don't do that, you're going to be the one doing that mm-hmm. forever. Right. And so, yeah, we're, I'm doing a lot of the same stuff with, with, uh, with my company. It's like... There's a lot of stuff. Like I have a little job form that I make sure I put everything in so it stays organized. And right now, I don't really need it. But I know like the day that I become so slammed that I can't remember something, mm-hmm. I'm going to be glad that it's already set up right. and that I'm not behind the eight ball and trying to... It's just a, you know, a good checks and balances to the system. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, we were talking about the, the video earlier and, and using it. Um, you know, one, one topic that I, I've 
I had some conversations with some team members recently is the idea of selling versus uh, telling stories. Um, in other words, um, you know, I got hit last night. Uh, just here's here's a and this a different person. Remember, I complained about somebody on LinkedIn not so long ago. Different person. Uh, oh gosh, where did he go? Oh no, that was. Oh, I, I bet I, I bet I don't see the message anymore because I unfollowed the dude. Um, yeah, I started like I started uh, actually deleting messages from my yeah. LinkedIn because it's just yeah the amount of hey how's it going here's my number and here's seven paragraphs about what we do and we're right. in another country like, it's come, like, like come like if, if we if we've taken the time to connect on social media don't throw up your products on me because I, I'm just going to go ooh. Right. Yeah. And it's like we've talked about before. Like, even if I need it and I want it, my immediate gut reaction is to tell you I don't. Yeah. You, I, I'm much more likely to buy when I like, know, and trust you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've said it before. You, we, we talked about it. People, people don't like to be sold to, but they do like to buy. We're coming up on the, the hot retail season of the year. Right. So people want to spend money. They're going to buy stuff. But they don't like to be sold to, right? Mm-hmm. And and we can talk about car commercials and stuff all day long. In fact, speaking of that, I got uh, in the, my mail this week a big postcard, eight and a half by eleven postcard with like a scratch off, and here's the key to to the brand new car. If you're and I'm like, do you realize how much money they spend on that? It's expensive, right? And and but here's the thing: they know the math. They know that if they send out ten thousand these people uh, these pieces how many people are most likely to come in. And so based on historical data, it's been enough for them. And I'm going, I'll take that money and actually like dump it into where people's eyeballs are. I don't know, what's this little thing called? A cell phone, a smartphone that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong business. I don't know. I just can't. I can't remember the last time I said, "Oh gosh, I can't wait to scratch that off." Yeah, no, I don't even, I don't even look at the mail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't right. All the bills just come to an email, or they're, I mean, auto. I mean, right. I'm not even looking at the mail. Yep. I'm looking yep. at the mail like once a week. Maybe. That, I mean, write, it's like this. I write checks for the business, and I've talked a little bit a uh, couple last couple months about whether or not I was going to start paying people through auto draft or, or, or just paying through the bank draft or whatnot. I haven't decided on that. It, it, you know, again, we're a small business, so every extra little fee and something is, I've got a lot of small fees, and I tell people, you can get nine ninety five to death, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, you just, all these small yeah. cuts. Uh, but personally, I, if I write three checks a month, I'm shocked. Yeah. Right? So you're probably cool. I, I mean, I'm on the, and to take that another level, a stamp is how much now? I don't even I know. I think it's 50 cents. I think it's more than that. And it might even be more, plus an envelope. You're easily at a buck mm-hmm. to, to mail an invoice to another company so right. that they can get it, scan it into their computer system. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, I know businesses that do this, and it just, it hurts my brain. Right. Like, if you're, if you're mailing out 20 invoices a day, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You already have it in digital form. Right. Make a PDF and email it to them. They're going to want that. It's better for them anyway. They don't have to, like, you save a step, they save a step, yep. we, we save we money, they ours. save time, mm-hmm. you get paid quicker because they get the invoice today, not in three. It's the only time I mail an invoice is when they've got an email 
and either they viewed it and it's starting to get it's late, it's overdue, mm-hmm. or I can tell that it was undeliverable or something like that. Then I then I print and send it off. But that is a last resort besides a phone call, which I hate those too. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, I use for for a small business like us. Anything I can do to set up a system so that it doesn't require me to touch it and it still gets done, exactly. I'm all in on that. Yep. So, like our our daily newsletter uh, is, you know, we have reporters and they they type up their articles. I've gotten I've seen two or three this morning already. They've got images and they put in the tags and the categories and all those kind of things that you would see typically see on like a blog site, which is kind of how ours is functioning. Yep. Um, but once they do that and we go through the editing and the publishing process, if it was within the last 24 hours since the last email that was sent out, then it's automatically put in chronological order and it's set up as an RSS feed so that it gets sent automatically. Mm -hmm. So our daily newsletter, which goes to 4,200 people, is is automatic, right? It's something that it just happens every day. And the once a month thing where I have an issue with it, by the time I get to the office and I send it out eight, eight, fifteen, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And and I've again to send that many emails in one day, every single day. It's um, an incredible email list. It's pretty awesome. That's sweet. Okay. No, I, mean, I don't even. I know everybody's like, man, you should. It's it's all about curating to the email list. Mm-hmm. I, I'm horrible at that. Well, ours is different though. I mean, ours is a primary distribution. You, you yeah, know, you're you're delivering. You're delivering your feed to their inbox, like, and they're like, "Yes, I want this. That's I right. want you. I want everything you do to come to my inbox, so I don't even have to go to your site to find it." Like, that's right. That's awesome. And with like this podcast and stuff, we're, you know, the, that bjmurphy360.com and what we're doing there, people can sign up, get a newsletter, and the first of the week when there's new content posted, it will send them that email too. But that email list is, is small, but it has a different purpose than. People are actually saying, hey, I want to have my news in my inbox every day just like I used to walk to the street and get a oh, printed paper. question on that. How much do you charge to deliver the newspaper every it's day to their inbox? Free. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's free. We give it to them for free. The, the email is free and the content is free. There's no pop-up ads. Uh, I mean, there's no uh, AP news subscription. I mean, what happens in Washington, D.C. or in our state, Raleigh, the capital, what happens there is important. But you can read that from a thousand other sources yep. on Twitter like that. Yeah, you don't you don't really need it. Mm-hmm. It's busy stuff in your market. Right. Like you flip it. on the TV and it's there, yeah. or your tablet and it's there. So we, yeah. we just decided that we would focus on our backyard news and uh, tell it and tell it in a format that people are paying attention to now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how we we've done it. Uh, so one thing I want to mention is that over the summer I had some interns, and um, one of them I, I was kind of thinking of this idea of how do I get more engagement on Instagram? And so they, they relaxed the rules on Instagram TV, IGTV, a little bit uh, this past year. And so it, it allowed it so that we, it, both the organization and me as a personal you know, profile there, a business profile there, uh, can actually post to IGTV. And so uh, I'm starting to take a lot, a, a big advantage of that. Because mm-hmm. like right now, you can, um, your normal video will last a, a minute. So 60 seconds or less, you goes into your normal feed. Yeah. But over 60 seconds, you up to 10 minutes or so, maybe longer than that now, you can post an IGTV. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that the engagement on IGTV is better than yeah. your normal videos. 
Interesting. Interesting. One thing that I've noticed about that, so I tried to do that the other day too. I was like, man, I got this clip. It's a minute 17. And I went to go throw it in IGTV and IGTV is full screen top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And I had it formatted in one-to-one. -one. Right, square. It won't do. So yeah, it, 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 it messes yeah, it up. Yeah, it distorts it. And I'm like, man. Like right, had to make it tricky on me there. Right, so trying to figure out how to do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, there's two ways. I mean, you can. So, like some of these videos that we've done, we've we've chopped up some of the pieces. Um, we put it mostly in a square format, um, but if if it's longer than a minute, then I still take that square video and add the the extra, so it's nine by sixteen, mm -hmm. a vertical landscape. So I'm I'm, I'm watching it like this. Yeah. Uh, but then you can also turn it and go 60 by 9 and just have the phone flip, right? Like you would like a, like a YouTube video or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So how does that work if you've got like, like the way I think about this is like the way that we make a one-to-one -one video is you take a normal 16 by 9 and put it in the middle with a mm -hmm. banner at the top and a banner at the bottom. Right. When you do that and you take your one-to-one -one and put it in, you put a banner at the top and a banner at the bottom and then you turn it sideways. Mm-hmm. How does you, it you, propagate that? You, you got to, uh, you got to put, you got to actually format it for the 16 by 9. Right. Instead, you, so instead then it would be your 1 by 1 with a block and a block. Right. Instead of formatting it uh, 9 by 16, you're actually formatting it 16 by 9 so that the, the system already knows to rotate it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and I, I don't know, when I, the, the very first time I ever did a, YouTube, I mean, a, a, an IGTV video, on, it's basically it's Instagram TV, but it's on your phone. Uh, first time I ever did it, um, I, I spoke at a, a church in town, and uh, so I chopped it up, but I didn't know that it could rotate, and so I, I sat there and edited this entire video, 30 minutes, I took the first 10 minutes, and I said, okay. Well, the first 10 minutes were, were, were crap, it was just introduction stuff. Okay. It was kind of the middle and the second part that I put, but I didn't know that it would just automatically format it or turn it sideways, so I formatted the 16 by 9 for 9 by 16, which meant I had to... Every time I got off screen, I had to cut and then you know <laughs> move it over here. And every time I get back, I had to and I walk when I'm when I'm speaking from a group, I do a lot. I like to mingle. Yeah, yeah. you saw me. I mean, yeah. I I I'd walk up and down the aisles if I could. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it took me forever. And then like the next time I went and did it, I was like, oh, they made this really easy. Right, <laughs> so right. uh, it was it was a lot of fun. That's uh, cool. Yeah, what I'll else is what else is happening? Oh. Um, you, you mentioned you did like a LinkedIn algorithm test. Yeah, which I hate using the word algorithm. So I like, get it. I do it just so people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because like, yeah, some of the... It's, it's, people get too nervous about this idea. I, I, the, I, I sent, um, what was that young man who, who said something earlier, uh, you know, he commented on a video I did and he was like, I just don't know uh, how, how to get started. And, and I think you, you made some comments, and I made a comment, you made comments, and I, uh, I replied back. And one thing I think I said was, you can't, you can't think so much about what you're doing that you actually do nothing. Right. You know, the, the idea of paralysis by analysis. I'm stuck because I'm too busy trying to figure out how this works. Mm -hmm. When we're like, it's okay if you make a mistake. Just do. Just do it. Yeah. Just do. So you had an interesting test this week. Yeah, so I was testing out some different stuff. I'm posting from a business page and I'm posting from my personal page. My personal page, well, let's start. The business page is like 600 followers. Mm -hmm. um, my personal page is like probably 15,000. So when I post something from my personal page, it's gonna get more traction by default because it's going to a lot more people in general. 
So something that I've been trying is I'll post from the business page first. So I put the best content comes out first on the business page, and then I share that post onto my personal page. That's a good point. And if the reason I do that is because I know that I'm trying to build the business page. And I know if I continue to put all my best stuff on my personal page, why would anybody go over to the other place where they're going to get it two days later? So I've right. tried to, and it's it pains me sometimes to take right. my really good stuff, and I don't. I don't get the vanity numbers on the first pop. But so I did this the other day and I made a post and I posted on the Additive America page. Went really well over, let's see here, 1,000 impressions, um, 37, you know, reactions, seven comments, really good. So when I posted that, I went ahead and took it over and shared it on my personal page. And when I shared it on there, let me see what it got. It was, it was crazy. Oh, it finally, it finally did take off. Oh, no, no, no. So here's the one where I reshared it. I reshared the post and I got 60 views. Six, zero. Mm -hmm. 60 views? Out of 13,000 connections. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, right. And that was in like hours. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is, this is wrong. So what I did was I went back to the Added America uh, post and I copied, I copied the whole post went over to my own personal page and I pasted all of that and the same exact picture. So it's the exact same post and then at the top I put LinkedIn algorithm test, who else does this? So the first time when I shared it, I got 60 views. This one, 2,100. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it's interesting that that like, if I'm resharing a, a, if I'm resharing a page, I never, or a post, I never get very good engagement. Right. I don't understand. So that's definitely a thing in LinkedIn that they don't, they don't give us the same amount of value to you resharing a post as you doing it raw. Right. It's kind of negative. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. same. I, I see the same thing with with, with Facebook. If I if I share a, you know a story versus actually natively placing the stories, there's a big difference. Mm -hmm. uh, the the algorithms and how they judge and look at it is anything that's native, which is why yeah. Facebook competes with YouTube. You know, mm -hmm. right? So I mean, Facebook would much rather you. Uh, upload the video to Facebook versus taking a video that's on YouTube and sharing it to Facebook. Mm -hmm. So big difference in how the numbers work when you do that. Yeah. Um, and so, so, uh, so now, like we've got a couple guys that do a sports show each week during the football season. I, I'm not sure if we're going to continue that during basketball or not. Just kind of up in there right now. We're just making decisions, trying to. We're, we're thinking about the Christmas parade right now. <laughs> but you know, one thing that, that, that to um, uh, that I've talked to him about is, hey, when we upload your the sports show that you do, then start a watch party to go with it. Yeah. Because not only is it is it is it airing live, it's premiering. But when you start a watch party with it, and you're both doing it, then the engagement should increase dramatically. Mm -hmm. And we've seen an improvement. Yeah, well, it's, it's extra times people's phones are dinging with a notification that something is happening relating to your content. Right. I tell my, you know, this eBay, mm -hmm. you're selling on eBay. It's another thing we do. My wife runs an eBay business where we buy and resell clothing. If you put, if you put your whole store on sale, everyone that's watching any item that goes on sale gets a notification, hey, this just dropped 15%. Mm -hmm. And then they get another one when the sale's about to end that's like, hey, in two hours, that sale or today, this sale ends. Right. And so you get to hit them with a. They're already like your your item, so you put it on sale. Well, first you can send them a. Hey, do you want to go ahead and buy it for like 
we'll give you 10% off. Mm -hmm. Is that enough? If they don't respond, then you put the item on sale. They get another notification that's even cheaper. They watched it at $40. Now it's, oh, here's a notification. You want it for $36? They're like, eh, on the, on the fence. The sale's about to end. They get hit with another email. Mm -hmm. And then you start another sale again, and, and it's repetitive. So this is something literally this week that we tried. When I do a sale, when I post a sale, I do them for three days or less. Mm -hmm. So I get them. I hit them twice with those notifications within 72 hours. Right. She did a, she did a one-week um, you know, sale. Mm -hmm. I said, well, if we do that next week, let's do it this way. Let's go three-day sale, off for a day, on for three days. It's still a week-long sale, but you, we're going to send twice the notifications. Right. So that's something that we're trying in there. I know Interesting. early on I was right. doing that. And, yeah, the more times you can send notifications. I, have, I, haven't, I haven't messed with eBay in a, in a long time. But if, if I'm, what I'm hearing is that you're basically right now going to yard sales or, or you got some stuff extra stuff at the house and you're just going to eBay just kind of flipping some stuff, right? Absolutely. That's kind of cool. Thrift stores. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 life, man. There's so many people that want to complain that life's not fair. They right. can't get that job or their boss only pays them this. And then they go home and they sit on the couch for five hours and watch TV and they post all that stuff on Facebook that life isn't fair. And it's like, that's cool. You're doing that. Right. I leave work. I go straight to the straight to the Sal Salvation Army. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the Goodwill. Right. It's Saturday morning. It, I'm waking it, up. It helps them. Them. Right. It helps yeah. that, that organization. Yeah. And you might find a good find, and then you, you flip it and make a little profit on it, too. Exactly. And you got to think of it that way, too. You know, some people are like, oh, you're taking good stuff from the... No, I'm going... How many... How often does a Goodwill get someone walk in and drops a hundred dollars? That right. pays for everyone that like that pays a person to work there all day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you think they get money? Right. They sell stuff that they get for free. That's right. how they're making. They're doing the same game. They're just not playing up the. So speaking of people who, who who get home and and just kind of you know get on Facebook, uh, I had a, an interesting experience with a with a hater this week. It was kind of fun. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, we we literally had somebody. Uh, Go on, uh, go on to a a friend's uh, um, personal profile and make a comment about, oh, that site's so boring. They, it's crap. It's a complete waste of time. They don't know what they're doing. Two days later, we published a story. Guess who the first person who commented on that on that post? The exact same person who two days before was fussing about about how boring we were. And I just remember going, thank you, right? Like, thank you for for engaging with our, our page, right? Because a it's lot of so our nice. metrics are based on engagement. So thank you for, for being having a negative, constructive thought so that other people would then engage with it. Yep. Appreciate that. Thank you for proving that what we're doing as a concept works, that we didn't police those comments right you were out there hating on us and yet we let it go and actually we benefited from your hate so thank you thank you yeah. right it's I mean, remarkable it's, it's amazing and those kind of things are what fuels me as an entrepreneur some people now granted if you get a bunch of it it, it can weigh on you now i've been there right it can weigh on you but but as long as I, the way I look at it, as long as a, as a business owner or a public servant, which I've been, uh, as long as your intent is pure, right, and you can communicate the the the, the intent and desire, 
then you can withstand all these grenades all day long mm -hmm. because the end goal is still the same. It doesn't change. Those people who are launching those grenades, that's just, you know, just imagine, I mean, just stepping on the, stepping on the piles as you're, as you're climbing up this ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the way I like to look at it. So it doesn't, I, I say thank you. Yeah, I love, I love it. Like, I love thinking that someone, especially competitors, I love to think that you spent a meeting talking about me. Like, my name is in your mouth. Right. Cool. Mm -hmm. Get over it. Right. Why are you wait? Like, if you're in a meeting with people that you're paying to be in your business, to do a particular job and you're in a meeting with those people and all you're doing is using someone else's name that's, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Yeah, but, but it's, it's actually, it, those kind of things is fun and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not throwing shade. I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately saying thank you yeah. for that yeah. because... Especially uh, on the post when they give you the engagement, they're like, yeah, like just so you know, Facebook and LinkedIn, they don't know if the comment was you suck or I love you. Right. They go... Tick, uh -huh. engaged, right. next. Right. And, and those kind of things really just, just fuel us and give us that, that desire to keep to keep moving, keep mm -hmm. moving forward. And I will tell you that, as you were telling that young man on LinkedIn the other day, hey, if getting started is, you consider that an obstacle, just wait. There's going to be a lot more along the way. Yeah, along the way. yeah, it was this thing. He was like, I'm trying to get into something and this and that. And he's like, well, I got some ideas and I'm thinking about starting, but I just... A terror, you know, I can't remember the words, but yeah, it was like fear of starting. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, yeah, like you said, right? Accept that, right? That's gonna happen a lot. Yeah, I'm almost like, and I'm like very not. I don't care what people like. Obviously, very much into that, but there's still like you could say that a million times. But you still, everyone still cares a little bit. Mm -hmm. Still care a little bit, but like I'll catch myself every once in a while. I'll do something, and I'll be like. I watch the followers on a particular page go up by 15 mm -hmm. and I'm like yes and then the number comes down one mm -hmm. it's like someone saw what I did and they didn't like it and they unfollowed and for right. like 14 seconds I'm like dang it what did I do in that video uh -huh. that caused someone to unfollow right. and then I have to catch myself and be like but you added it's net 14 right. so like yeah, I, yeah. yeah the other thing I'll mention about haters and we'll kind of wrap up is that um, it, it is just like thinking about the person back home on the couch and they're they're in between commercials and they're they're on their phone and they're they're hating on you or throwing shade or whatnot. And I, I have some, some some team members from time to time go, How do you how do you how do you feel about that? And I said, Well, I actually kind of feel sad for them. Yeah. I mean I, I genuinely do because I'm doing my thing and as I defined success not too long ago, is helping as many people as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And if one person or two or 1,500 are back home going, oh, that guy, he's crap. I mean, it's just, and, and, and they're sitting on their phone doing this. And I'm like, while you were sitting here doing that, I'm still over here building what I'm building, helping a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I just going, that's a sad state of life and I, just, I really feel I've said I said many prayers for people like that uh, here recently actually because I just I don't see it as a threat as much as I do feel really bad that they're in yeah. that stage of a life that that's what they're spending time on yeah it's like the people that are um, in the stands at the game mm -hmm. yelling at the guy on the, well you came to watch him 
bro. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think he cares about what you paid 500 bucks to sit on the court Uh and yell at that dude taking the free throw? You think he cares about you? He's laughing to the bank. Yeah. He got got like nine grand just to shoot (laughs) that free throw. I I had dinner with a friend this past week, and and, and when he got there, uh, I thought he was sick. I mean, he was talking like, I was a really bad impression. And I was like, I said, man, are you okay? What's wrong? He said, well, I was at that game last night. Yeah, I just went, ah. yeah, yeah. That is so funny. But I, said, no, like, I said, I know they changed everything they did because you were fussing, right? Yeah, yeah. Did they win because of him? Yeah, for sure. No, they ended up losing that game, which was even more funny to me. Oh, was it, East, was it the ECU? No, no, it was USC. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Uh, but anyway, uh, any, last, any last thoughts? Embrace embrace people not liking what you're doing. Right. Because if you're doing stuff that's not threatening to anybody, mm-hmm. no one's going to care enough to tell you that that's dumb. Right. To stop. Yep. So. Uh, yeah. Love your haters. They're fuel. Yeah, oh, for sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Until next time, I'm BJ. And I'm Zach. All right. This is The Unnamed Podcast with BJ Murphy and Zach Holcomb. <laughs> All right, man. That was great.